Live long and prosper, dorks. This is Nerd Rage, the Great Debates. So is that Wolf that we got a seasonal employee? All right, fine. I liked him. I, th- I thought he was a great addition to the show. We are coming at you live from Nerd Rage HQ. This is Nerd Rage, The Great Debates. I'm your host and moderator, Mark Abrigo. And on today's show, we are tackling the best adult cartoon in 2017. That's uh, Rick and Morty versus BoJack Horseman. Now, if this is your first rage, no worries. This is the show where two teams defend their favorite nerdy properties over the course of three time debates in front of an insane studio audience. And today, we've got about 400 people here in the audience. Let's hear from you. <laughs> And uh, we're going to go ahead and get right into the team. So for Team uh, Rick and Morty, and did yes. we have a team name? We what definitely do. Oh, yeah. What, what are we going with? N- go ahead. You want to say it together? Sure, sure. Team Mick, Mick and, and Rorty. Nice. Rolls off the tongue. Mm-hmm. Excellent. <laughs> oh, well, your, your first guest runs the Riffers Delight uh, movie riff show at the San Francisco Alamo Draft House and is a regular at the San Francisco Punchline. Always quick, always hilarious. Give it up for Natasha Muse. Woo! Thanks for having me. Super excited to be here on your show today. (laughs) (laughs) Sounded almost rehearsed. Just kidding. Uh, Your next guest is Commander-in-Chief of Comedio and is in the middle of writing Fast Fangs 2, Dracula Drift, the much-awaited sequel to Vampire Street Racing movie Fast Fangs. Give it up for Stephen Koo. I have nothing to say except that the second script has way more typos because I'm much drunker when I write it. Fast thanks to Dracula Drift, fueled by red wine, yep. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Correct, something like Canned that. wine. <laughs> Even better. Well, uh, you guys are going to be uh, representing Rick and Morty here. Yep. Now, aside mm-hmm. from the whole, and I wish I knew how to say this, Szechuan sauce, am I saying that? That whole thing. Go- I said it wrong, didn't I? It's like titular, right? I said that wrong, too, last time, because I'm a pervert. Um, but uh, Rick and Morty, why Rick and Morty, you guys? Uh, I'm a huge fan of anything that really... I mean, it started off as an obvious parody, and then it really took its own voice, and I really like that. I mean, if you've seen Venture Brothers, that's kind of what they did, too. They started off as a parody of Johnny Quest, and then they just became their own universe really quickly. And Rick and Morty does that, too. They've built this really cool sci-fi universe where they can tell all these fun sci-fi stories that poke fun at all these genres we love, like Magic School Bus and all that stuff. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. And then they really take a... They, well, I mean, are we doing the debate part now, or are we just... Oh, we're just, we're just saying why you love oh, just, Rick and Morty. Well, I mean, because it's wonderful, uh, because it's hilarious, because it uses animation the right way, mm. where you can actually it, like explore other universes and the consequences of those things really easily. Yeah, that's a really good point. Like, yeah, There's you. a lot of family sitcom adult animations where it's like, you could have done this with real people. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> like, why, are, why is this a cartoon? Why did you yeah. bother drawing all of this if it's just real life? Yeah. Truth be told, I would love to see the Meeseeks in real life. That'd be really horrifying. Oh I guarantee you, it's going to be an awful Halloween. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, now we've got uh, Team Bojack Horseman across the way here, not to be outdone. Team Bojack Horseman, do we have a team name for you guys? We do. Glue Factory. Yes. <laughs> all right. Glue Factory. Not morbid at all. Okay. No. Um, and of course, <laughs> with uh, with <laughs> is a Team Glue Factory or just the Glue Factory? Just the Glue, glue Factory. Glue it factory. speaks for itself. All right, fair enough. In so, the Blue Factory, there are no teams. Nice. You well, stick together. Your, your next guest, <laughs> your next guest hosts uh, Shame Cave Comedy in San Francisco and can be seen killing it all stage uh, or on stage all over the Bay Area. She's bright in both spirit and hair color. Put your hands together for Annette Mullaney. Woo! Thank you so much for having me. No problem. And uh, with Annette, 
Uh, your next guest will be at the punchline tonight in San Francisco if our release date is to be believed. She's a comic by day, Keyblade Master by night. Give it up for Alexandria Love. Thank you. That's the power of the Keyblade, ladies and gentlemen. Now, why Bojack, you guys? Bojack. Lots of reasons. Lots of reasons. Uh, number one, we just want to call out the fact that the Rick and Morty fan base are the worst fucking people that have ever existed. <laughs> by the way. That might be an aside, but it's basically the reason we chose this That's, side. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bojack is just it's just like the realest show I think on TV you know it really is it I can only watch two episodes at a time before I have to retreat into my own depression hole Uh, but I bring less alcohol than I would normally into that hole with me so you learn lessons from Bojack yeah, Bojack I've learned is, temperance. Bojack's at least like trying to get better and learn how to be a not terrible person, which I think is all we can ask for out of you know us as comedians. Exactly, <laughs> like we're going to be terrible, but respect the effort. Yes, the joke's on you guys. I'm going to be infiltrate the Bojack Horseman fan community and then make it toxic. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> only takes one guy. <laughs> I like Doesn't that. it always? Uh, plus, <laughs> animal puns. Lots constant, of animal puns. Constant animal puns. <laughs> yes. The highest form of humor. Absolutely. I will never get bored at Mr. Peanut Butter. It's adorable. Mr. Oh. Peanut Butter Mr. is Peanut kind of the best. best. Not, not showing any bias, Team Rick and Morty. Well, I didn't saying. know that. The- well, uh, we, we, <laughs> well, alcohol seems to be a uh, driving theme for both, sh- both shows, I would argue. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and get right into it. This is how it's going to work. Uh, the first time we uh we get into these debates for those that don't know uh you guys will have two minutes to to make your case about which uh ever of these debates we're we're doing here and then you'll have a one minute rebuttal we'll have both teams uh go now does anybody want to volunteer first for this first debate no you don't want to volunteer all right well let me tell you what it is right now we're going to talk about who is the more functional alcoholic that's going to be rick versus bojack we're going right for the uh for the for the 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 main characters here start off with the bang so uh who wanted to go first Wait, why are we determining that now? What? <laughs> do you want me to just choose? Because I can do that. Yeah, go for it. Do All it. right, fine. We're going to start with BoJack, because when I think alcoholics, I think BoJack, too. I've just gotten into season two now, and it's a lot sadder than I thought. Is it going to be? Oh, is it gonna just get wait. Worse? Just wait, son. Oh, my God. Yeah, you have not even hit the sad stuff yet. Oh, here. <laughs> I'm in the cheery part of the show. So uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break here, just so that uh, our, our comedians and, and funny people in general can get their points. Uh, but we will be talking about who is more functional, alcoholic, Rick or BoJack? in just a bit. And we are back from Nerd Rage HQ where we're about to go uh, into the specifics of who who is the more functional alcoholic, Rick Sanchez or BoJack Horseman. Now I'm looking at the glue factory over here. What's good? Who've been very active in this whole period while we were coming up with our stuff. So you're going to tell us... uh, You'll have two minutes to tell us why BoJack Horseman is a much more functional alcoholic, and that's going to be in three, two, and one. I'll start start it out. Uh, BoJack Horseman, on just a physical amount of alcohol that they can drink. This is just math, guys. Just math. Just math. As a 2,000-pound horse, the amount of alcohol that BoJack (laughs) puts away regularly would kill Rick. Yes. So if they got in a drinking contest, it's not even... It's not even a competition. Also, I think that the reasons why they're drinking deserve to be discussed, you know? Bojack is drinking because he's a product of his environment. Rick is drinking because he thinks he's so smart that nothing in the universe matters. I mean, come on. If that was the logic, I would be drunk every single day, which I kind of am. (laughs) (laughs) Also, if we define function, look at how they function in society. Look at... Bojack has a beautiful mansion. He has money. He's respected by many people. Whether or not that's valid, he is respected by many people. Whereas Rick lives in his daughter's home. Like, so on a societal level, just very shallow. Bojack's obviously killing it there next to Rick. 
Absolutely. Also, more importantly, um, Rick and uh, Bojack both do a lot of uh, alcohol and everything like that. But I want to point out that Bojack, uh, he splurges a little bit more in drugs. We wanted to point out that this makes Bojack definitely not a one-trick pony. <laughs> is there is there a sound effect with like a but it's <laughs> it's usually a boo. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Take that. Get ready for the punchline, guys. <laughs> Also would like to point out that uh, Bojack Horseman has many blackouts. He tends to wake up from these next to sexy strangers, which is what we can all hope from our blackouts yes. at their best. <laughs> yes. He is an alcoholic, but he did create the movie Secretariat. He started it. He did very, very well. He made his own book during a blackout, which I like to do every once in a while, like maybe once a week. But in general, I mean, he was an alcoholic while he followed his dreams. That's impressive. Uh, we've got more, though. <laughs> <laughs> he drunk Do we? Ten seconds. one more uh, he also fulfills the societal function of a Hollywood celebrity he, he expresses Robert our Downey id Jr. he's Robert Downey Jr. Right. we look up to him we can look down on him well done yeah and with a, with a commentary on our on our current look at celebrity <laughs> dumb, very good alright team Mick and Rorty you heard uh, what they had to say you guys ready to go we get sure two minutes. make your points in three two and one Okay, cool. Let's see. Uh, I'm going to just take a stab in the dark here and assume that most of Rick's inventions were made while he was drunk. Yes. Given that he's constantly drinking. His drinking is so iconic that whenever anyone does an impression of Rick, uh, they have to incorporate all of his drunk belching. And let's see. uh, In terms of. Not only that, but if you burp accidentally while talking to somebody, it sounds like you're doing a Rick impression. Yeah. Which is, I mean, he is like becoming the epitome of alcohol. Yes, yeah, he's become the like not patron alcoholism, god. alcohol. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't end that word too soon. No, um, let's see. Uh, during Rick's blackouts, yes. he has simultaneously endangered the universe and saved it. That that is true. Yeah, yeah. he is the alpha and omega. Mm-hmm. And during a blackout, <laughs> yeah. during a blackout, he made that whole saw right situation, yeah. that saw scenario. Yeah, he yeah he <laughs> killed way more people while he was drawing. Where's yeah. the boo for that? <laughs> <laughs> it's inside your head. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think Rick drives a lot more drunk, at least in a far more dangerous machine. Yeah. (laughs) And he knows that not to wear a seatbelt, because when you drive drunk, your body relaxes, and Mm -hmm. there's no point in tensing yourself up in a strap and and a seatbelt, and I'm gesturing to where a seatbelt goes in my body. Yeah. Also, uh, he also doesn't tense his body up because of the earlier stated nihilism. There's just no point in anything. Right. Exactly. And and, And I like the fact that he's not just a functional alcoholic, but he makes alcohol functional. Yes, you know what I mean. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Wait, no. Yeah, I mean okay, he yes. puts it. He he needs alcohol to. Fu- he's not just able to function despite his alcoholism, mm-hmm. but he functions because of it. Yeah, and you know what he has that is functional while he's drunk. I'm not going to talk about his penis. I'm talking about a family. He yeah. still has a family. His relationships. He, <laughs> yeah, and people who want to love him. Yeah, and still love him despite all of the uh, awful things he's yeah done. lives in his daughter's home because he still has a daughter around. Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Well, I this believe... feels really personal, man. <laughs> That's because I'm staring you right in the eyes when I say it. That's why it feels personal. Yeah. That's yeah. the move. Did you feel like this was some full play? Yeah. <laughs> it's an intervention about Jesus your daughters. Christ, Natasha. <laughs> full play. We hoof to move on. <laughs> so I, I believe in boxing. That is, uh, that, is a, that is a punch to the liver uh, right there. So well done, you guys. Now we're going to have about a one-minute rebuttal uh, from both teams. Uh, Glue Factory, you guys are going to let us know. You heard what they had to say. You have one minute to make uh, any sort of rebuttal. And we're going to do that in three, two, and one. Rick makes... Excuse me. Uh, Rick makes <laughs> a lot of mistakes while he's drunk. I'd like to point out that in the episode Rick Potion number nine, because he was so drunk and didn't care about anybody else around him, he, told, he turned the whole world into Cronenbergs. That's not very functioning. Whereas Bojack just destroys friendships, and who hasn't done that? <laughs> right? The severity of the things you're doing when you're drunk. I mean, Rick is clearly off... like. Uh, unhinged on this point. Yes. Uh, Bojack is the alcoholic that we should all aspire to be, I think. You know, Bojack makes a lot of mistakes, but Bojack recognizes that, you know, he's trying to get better and that alcohol is the is a solution to fixing all those problems. It's a it's cheaper than a therapist at times and yes. more expensive and then cheaper. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think this is a larger problem about the role of alcohol and drugs in science versus art. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. And I would say... I think it has made much better art than it has made science. Look at Sigmund Freud and cocaine. Ten seconds. Wow. <laughs> no, we're done. That's art is okay. fueled, <laughs> art is fueled by alcohol. Well, I've certainly learned something today, you guys. Uh, very cerebral glue factory mm-hmm. coming at us from an academic perspective. Uh, Team Mick and Rorty, uh, you guys now have your one-minute rebuttal to what they had to say, and we're going to do that in three, two, and one. Y'all start us off for it. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. You know what? You mentioned math earlier, and I feel like if you're going to bring math into the equation and science and the fact that he, Bojack, what's his name, can drink um, <laughs> more alcohol, but if you're really going to compare like their alcohol levels, you have to go to a blood alcohol level. And I feel like Rick constantly maintains mm. a higher blood alcohol yeah. level, yeah. even though he drinks technically less alcohol, but you gotta yeah. like you got to scale it so it's appropriate. Also, I don't think horses weigh 2,000 pounds. Yeah, that is definitely wrong. I mean, that's just fact. I mean, an actual horse is like 1,200 pounds, I think. I stated my position as art, not science. And he's not a full horse. He's a horse man. Yeah. (laughs) If the title's to be believed. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Only things... um, Let's see. You guys mentioned that a Hollywood celebrity is like something that's really important for society. But what's more important to society is a scientist that the president calls to save the world when a giant head shows up in the sky. Yeah. And not our current president, but a good president. Right. A fictional Burn. president. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to. I'm going to say fake news to that one, you guys. No, I'm joking. All right. Are you talking about the horses weighing 2,000 pounds? Right. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how much horses weigh you guys. We need, yeah. we need a court reporter for that. <laughs> All right. So uh, thank you very much, you guys. That was the first round of BoJack Horseman versus Rick and Morty. Now, audience, I see you looking at you guys right now. Uh, we are going to – you're going to help us determine – who won that first round? One of our audience <laughs> members is taking a deep breath right now. Uh, you're going to let us know uh, who, you, uh, who you're fighting for here. Uh, if you thought that uh, the Glue Factory, with their, uh, their argument, was superior, let's hear it. Who and holler. <laughs> Apparently we have a ghost in the audience. And if you want to give this to uh, Team Mick and Rorty, let's hear you. Did you say what? Mick and Rorty? <laughs> 
Team Mick and Rorty. That's them. I can always tell I'm doing well by how tired the audience looks. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one's pretty clear. We're going to give this one to uh, the Glue Factory. So Team Bojack yeah. Horseman, you got one point. Horses. Excellent, uh, excellent. I would like to note that horses weigh between 840 and 2,200 pounds. Yeah! yeah! In your face, Suck our dick, bitch! <laughs> So a horse man. Yeah, that's yeah. still a fat horse. Like, so wait, between... No, it's a name like Goldman. A Goldman is not a gold man. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't read my scripts. <laughs> wait, it's between 800 and, and 2200? Yeah. Okay, so it's the... But the average is 1500, which is a lot closer to 1200 than 2000. Sure. All right, so I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get that out Such of the way now. <laughs> So let's make this clear. Even though we lost, we're right. Yeah. Okay. That's lost, but yeah. you won that That's one. That's how that works, guys. Yeah. It's not Absolutely. our fault. We're They're not, not smart the enough to get what we're saying. Right. Yeah. It's Bojack Horseman, who is a rather large horse, he's a, both he's in appetites and size. I haven't seen the show, but doesn't he have people legs? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, he's not no. even he's like a reverse no. centaur. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, he's <laughs> not even full reverse centaur. He doesn't have it's that. It's weird. Yeah. Horse body, person dick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Weird oh. episode that we oh, found how out. unfortunate. Because yeah. a horse dick, dick, that's like 100 pounds right there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember the episode very <laughs> <laughs> It was. You can find it online. You got to look at my fanzine. <laughs> I was going to say, he doesn't even have like the heavy part of being a centaur, right? Because he's got the horse top half. I yeah. mean, the horse head's like not light. I mean, right. well, a lot to carry <laughs> I love how we're debating like the science of centaurs. Uh, just a quick little shout out to my Dungeons and Dragons group. Uh, years ago, I created a, a monster called a Bullator who was half bull, half bull. Isn't that fearsome. a Minotaur? It's a, it's a bull. half whiskey. <laughs> Is it like the top half of a bull on and both the lower sides? half of a bull? So, <laughs> oh, just oh a bull. I thought you had a bull. Um, bull like the, the bourbon. Bullier, thank you. That's a whiskey. Um, So we're going to go ahead and get into round two, unless we all want to debate the the whole thing of of the science of centaurs. No, no, definitely. You're a major in that, if I'm not mistaken. I I did make a fictional creature similar to yours that was the bottom half of a mermaid and another bottom half of a mermaid, (laughs) and I called it the murmur. (laughs) (laughs) Was that before or after Fast Fangs? Oh, it was just a thing I would constantly draw, and it was very upsetting to people whenever I, I showed it to them. <laughs> Love to see your version of the Little Murmur. That would be great. All right, uh, we're gonna get into round two, you guys, and because uh, the Glue Factory started us off, Team Mick and Rorty are gonna be starting us off right now. We're gonna be doing the battle of the female leads. We're looking at uh, Beth and Summer from Rick and Morty uh, versus Diane and Princess Caroline from BoJack Horseman. And, and I mean, uh, not to put them against each other in a fight. We wouldn't do that on this show. But who, who are the better characters? Who's more fascinating? Who's more hilarious? All that fun stuff. And we're going to get to that right after the break. And we are back here at Nerd Rage, the great debates where we are debating the merits of uh, Rick and Morty versus Bojack Horseman. <laughs> I wish I had it. Oh, Very like accurate. A, an air horn with me at all times. Um, <laughs> we got Steven and Natasha here. We're going to yep. start. Um, we're going to start actually with you guys in the battle of the Good female choice. leads. You're mm-hmm. going to be talking about why Beth and Summer Smith, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Is that? We'll figure it out. Okay. Someone on the internet was always ready to correct us. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Beth and Summer uh, from Rick and Morty and why they are superior characters to Diane and Princess Caroline from BoJack Horseman. And uh, Team Mick and Rorty, representing mm-hmm. Rick and Morty, you guys are going to let us know uh, how you feel in three, two, and one. Cool. Um, all right, so some of the things I've got here are... Uh, I know I keep bringing this metric up, but it's very valuable to me. Summer and Beth have killed more uh 
creatures and thingies in their show than I think your two characters have. I don't even know their names. That's how insignificant they are compared to Summer and Beth. Uh, let's also it's because I haven't seen BoJack Horseman. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see. Uh, but they not only do they kill people, but like Summer flat out ruined that one boy's life. Mm-hmm. Like when she sent him off to that magical world. Yep. And then she just let him live his entire life. Oh, by that, that was Beth, right? Because huh? Summer's the daughter. Sure. Right. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> right. 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 That's why uh, we're in the same team because you're yeah. not afraid to fact check me, and that's exactly <laughs> what I uh, like. Uh, um, they they deflected an entire invasion of mind altering parasites with only one casualty. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. That and that's yeah. what's interesting is they're not afraid to kill people, but when right. they can prevent death from happening, they also mm-hmm. step up to the plate. So they yep. are complicated characters. Yeah. Um, Summer doesn't take any bullshit and calls people out when they've got their heads up their ass, which is always a nice break in the show because people constantly have their heads up their ass. Yeah, she is like the uh, mortal arbiter of mm-hmm. Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. I feel like she is what they as- should be aspiring to. Yeah. Uh, something that I've always really liked about Summer is in the title sequence, she kidnaps a baby Cthulhu. So that's pretty hard to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm really looking forward to seeing how that plays out. Uh, here's a really important point about Beth is Beth is a horse surgeon. So she's probably more qualified to save Rick and Bojack's lives than your that's, two characters. Wow. Oh, yeah. that's, uh, I'm going to say eye contact every now. time I make eye contact with them. Eye contact. <laughs> Beth is more qualified to save Rick and Bojack's lives because she's a horse surgeon. It's like a people surgeon. Uh, and Beth created a lot of intrigue as a character and is more interesting to follow from season three onward because there's a possibility that we're not actually following her but an android. Yeah. And also they have a lot of personal growth. Yes. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yeah. Get that one in there right at the end. Uh, Team Mick and Rorty, excellent, excellent job for the first outing. We're looking at you guys now at the Glue Factory. You're going to let us know why uh, Diane and uh, Princess Caroline uh, are superior to Beth and Summer. We're going to hear from you in three, two, and one. It's because they're nerds. Start off, babe. Right. Had to wait for that. Keep getting. All right. So I would say that uh, Diane and Princess Caroline both embody different specifications of the problem of how to self-actualize in a world full of compromise. What? So Too Princess Caroline, <laughs> in this case, represents the very classic feminized dilemma of career versus family. She's an older, she's a, she's a woman who's struggling with her fertility, but yet wants to continue her career, wants to have an impact in uh, her life in that way. Whereas Diane represents the struggle of how a smart artist, a person who writes, a person who has a gift to the world, uh, should they sell that out or can they use it to actually make a positive impact in the world for other people, which is a journey that's usually embodied by male characters. Absolutely. I, I think we're looking at it like the two oh business God, women they on the side. They off and everything. <laughs> We've been practicing this. Eye contact. Uh, <laughs> but I think that we're looking at the two business women here. We're looking at Princess Carolyn, who is looking to find that work-life uh, dynamic, whereas Beth, I think, from what I understand about her character, is that she wants to be a, a surgeon and she wants to have that professional you know, actualization because she wants to separate herself a little bit more from her family. She's not really happy with her life very much. Princess Carolyn, I think she thinks and she knows that she's a badass, but she wants to push those limits and find out what badass a 40-year-old woman can be. You know, mm-hmm. Look at how she's managed these careers. How do you think she could manage the fuck out of a baby life? Also, uh, Diane... <laughs> <laughs> I should listen more when you talk. That was funny. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Diane was the first time I'd ever seen a depressed woman on TV. 
And as someone who grew up at both of us, as you could tell by our, <laughs> just the way that we look, uh, both of us are very depressed people. And it's kind of hard to, 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 you know, look at TV and be like, okay, well, these people don't really represent my struggle. All these dudes just have like, you know, Rick, he's just a depressed dude because nothing matters. You know, Diane is depressed because she's trying to give it so much and make the world a better place. And she has nowhere to start. And last point on kill count, kill count, Diane did have an abortion. <laughs> oh my God, dude. That was awesome. Yes. For the record, Nerd Rage does not agree that abortions are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, they can be in certain yeah. situations. Yeah. Um, that's a different debate. Though, yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's one of our bonus Patreon episodes. <laughs> so look out for our Roe v. Wade episode. <laughs> Best pop culture abortion. <laughs> What's better, Rugrats or abortion? <laughs> well, thanks for spoiling the opener for season two, Stephen. All right. Do you even um, know which one is Roe and which one is Wade? Nope. I know yeah. which one's Tommy Pickles. <laughs> Do you actually want to know? Yeah. Okay, Jane Roe was the pseudonym adopted by the woman who wanted an abortion, and Wade was the like prosecutor of the county in which she wasn't able to obtain it. Okay. So we're pro-Roe? We're pro Roe. Pro okay. Ro. Although Roe herself later uh, became a born again Christian and actually oh, was right. anti abortion activist. So it's a no Roe. No Roe. Pro Roe, then no Roe. Pro Roe, yeah. then no Roe. And she had to have the baby. That sucks. Because the court took so long that. Oh my God. Yeah. No, that baby's alive. Wow. Baby but Ro. nobody wanted it. Nah. Still doesn't. Right Very loveless. Oh. Damn. How old is that baby now? Uh, Probably like 40. 40. Saw okay. them on, went on a date with them recently from Tinder. <laughs> Remaining loveless. <laughs> Guys, can we go back to Rick and Morty? <laughs> but we're talking about the abobo. This is just- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I have more. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think I have more counterpoints. <laughs> 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 this one that I do for the Bojack. Um, oh my God. They were so good. Uh the other team. So, <laughs> yeah, I feel like all the you. Wow. Are you, I feel are like you? HR crushed and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Are you ready to counterpoint? No. Let's not at all. Yeah. Well, let's see what we can do. I We're going to do I that. Pl- okay, go ahead. Well, you have 60 seconds to say sure. something. Yeah. In three, two, and one. I, I kind of regret now when I was watching Rick and Morty, I would also be playing Crash, Clash Royale. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't actually paying attention yeah. fully. You uh, tell them. Yeah. <laughs> That's me being supportive. Yeah, <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I feel like this is the second time I've been put on a team where my partner drew pictures of the topic. It is. <laughs> I didn't even notice. It. I was like, drawing. That helps me think. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, I think like you know uh, our team dy- dynamic has been really yeah. on point. Uh, we didn't have definitely like a smooth point. transition like they no, did, but not. we've been high fiving this whole time. Yeah, definitely and we've been supportive. We've been respectful of, of the mic, so that's why you guys haven't heard the high fives. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. And you know, we. Uh, I really like this whole back and forth thing where, like, when you say something, I say like yeah, and when yeah. I say something, you it's say like, like we yeah. have this dynamic yeah. Yeah. where it's like maybe we're not making sense, but mm-hmm. we're making it together. Yeah, and I think in conclusion, that's why we're the better team. And also. Beth and Summer passed the Bechdel test. Ooh, yes. Um, what the... What? <laughs> okay. Also, Beth's a horse surgeon. <laughs> no, you, you, you wasted all of your time. Beth is a horse surgeon. <laughs> that was all of your time. Oh, wasted or used it creatively. That's really fun. Yeah, we just Kobayashi Maru'd you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Sergeant. <laughs> no idea. Yes, you 
<laughs> we're not that uh, dirty, man. For, the, uh, for those who, uh, who might have been a little intrigued with it, uh, Stephen said about drawing pictures, you can listen to uh, our one of our spooktacular episodes from October. It was Freddy versus Jason versus Alien versus Predator, <laughs> where, where Stephen's partner, uh, a member of the Stoner Brothers from uh, Hood Slam, uh, I think he just drew pictures the whole time and explained what the pictures were. <laughs> he drew a different picture for every topic. It was amazing. And, and I believe we'll that. be putting it on our website. So we nice. have a blog section where you can look at pictures of what I assume are good arguments. <laughs> so again, check that out. Freddy versus Alien versus, or Freddy versus Jason versus Alien versus Predator uh, from the October shows with our missing wolf, who I love. All right. Uh, but we're going to go right back to the glue factory. You guys heard what they had to say. Mm-hmm. So make a counterpoint against their friendship in in three, two, one. Not one. You guys just met, okay? (laughs) We've known each other. We've battled before, and our friendship remains strong. Barely Uh, though. It was. It was. It was tenuous. It was. (laughs) But Uh, she lost, so it's fine. Um, (laughs) Wait. So was your guys' main point originally that that Summer and Beth are better because they've killed more people? That was one of the... Yeah. That's a really... Is this fucking well, North you know Korea? What? What's not, your well, problem? Well, there's two schools of thought. <laughs> yeah, two schools. This is not exactly. your time to talk. No, wait, wait, uh, no. no, this is absolutely not. Well, you did you ask us use, the question. You guys used that time to talk about your friendship, so... <laughs> I want to point that. out that a lot of Summer's kills were actually inadvertent while she was in a car, and the car did the actual <laughs> that killing. That is 100% true. That Plus, is 100% true. I mean, what kills does Beth have? Um, <laughs> Beth has killed some people, but that doesn't make her a better person in any stretch of the imagination. Or a better character. Yes. Diana and Princess Carolyn, besides the one, <laughs> never killed anybody. Uh, but you also point out that Beth, uh, because she's a horse surgeon, could save Bojack's life. Mm-hmm. I think the whole point of Bojack Horseman is that only Bojack Horseman can save Bojack Horseman's life. Wow. Yeah, philosophical <laughs> shit. Also, we're not talking much Reading about... Reading too much into it, I think. Perhaps. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Also, I noticed that most of you guys' argument was about Summer, because I think everyone realizes that Beth is objectively terrible, because she's Rick's daughter. I, I have more counterpoints to that, but that's not my turn. Oh, that, was well, I, I that, you, that was a buzzer. Maybe you yeah. shouldn't have talked about your friendship so much. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe sometimes you got to do business. All right. All, all 400 people in our audience, please disregard Stephen's next statements. I'm interested. What point were you going to make? Oh, just that. Well, then I guess there's other female characters that also suffer depression and go through that on animated television. So. <laughs> can we have face. some fucking names? Yeah. Oh, no, Stephen. Uh, Stephen, for those who are not here, Stephen just vomited <laughs> in front of everybody. Um, yeah. so, can I, you name somebody else? Beth is Beth. not depressed. Oh. Beth is just Beth's a mean person. This is a different debate we need. <laughs> Beth, is, Beth, depressed. Beth is definitely depressed. <laughs> I mean, Steven what? has pulled out a sword for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> He's very angry. Yeah. Uh, but That's why she's making all those weird horse, horse sculptures. Beth is outwardly depressed. She's upset because of her awful yeah. relationship with her father. Diane is like clinically and her depressed. Husband. I mean, Diane and had a husband. great sitch going on if she was just a dumber person. Yeah. <laughs> well, wouldn't we all have better lives if we were dumber? I don't well, know, man. I... I'm about like where I couldn't tie my shoes yeah. if I got below I don't think this. I could get any dumber. You guys, oh, okay. as a dumb person, I'm pretty happy. So I think, <laughs> as we a, go. As you look a happy. clinically dumb person. All right. Uh, audience, all 400 people of you out there, uh, you guys heard what they had to say. It is the power of friendship versus the power of cogent arguments. Uh, so, <laughs> that's... Uh, if you guys thought uh, that um, team Mick and Rorty got this one, let's hear it. That sounds like a rousing applause to me. Wow. 
And if you people. thought wait, that wait, the I just want to out they're not applauding for our friendship. <laughs> Keep that in mind. No, no you your friendship all made the list. wins every time. <laughs> yeah. Aww, and if right. you thought the glue factory took this one. See, it's because they have that high five. We don't... Oh, do we need a high five? Oh, yeah. we're good at it. We're good at it, nice. man. Okay, so... Well, that is that is two points for uh, Team Bojack. Uh, uh, I thought they were going to say for Let's not team. make this a clean sweep, you guys. We've got one more round here. Uh, well, if you I, have a horse, you can't have a clean sweep. <laughs> This is <laughs> that deserved more laughter, you guys. Yeah. That was a funny joke. Yeah. The audience asleep, right? Was, one of them is, I think, in the back. <laughs> Sir, and they think this is your house, Mike. Why are you sleeping? <laughs> um, guys, we're into the third round, and the third round is typically one of the sillier ones. Um, I'm oh, just going to go ahead and uh, throw this one out there. We played uh, the friendship card too early, then. <laughs> <laughs> um, Classic mistake. Oh, we can get silly. <laughs> I'm going to give uh, both of you teams a character, and you are going to tell me uh, which of the two characters will be the better wedding planner? Ooh. We're looking at Jerry from Rick and Morty. Uh-oh. And we're looking at Todd. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so who will be the better wedding planner? We're going to get back to that, or get to that, rather, in just a bit. All right, everybody. We are back with the uh, third and final round here at Nerd Rage, The Great Debates, over which is the better cartoon uh, in 2017. we got Rick and Morty versus BoJack Horseman. Uh, team Mick and Rorty, you guys started us off in round two. So, the glue factory. Uh, you're going to be telling us why Todd, voiced by Aaron Paul, will make uh, the better wedding planner. Okay? We're going to go ahead. You're going to let us know in three, two, and one. Okay, this is the easiest question ever. I mean, even even Rick and everybody else in the family admits that Jerry is the worst at everything. It's like the biggest running joke. Obviously, Todd would be better naturally, right, Annette? Todd would be so much better naturally. Like, half of his plots in the show are about him making random-ass plans, impulsive decisions. Musicals. Musicals. Operas. That involves long-term planning and impulsive decision-making. When you're doing a wedding, there's a thousand stupid, inconsequential decisions that have to be made. Pink or red roses. This tablecloth or that fucking tablecloth, no one gives a shit, but they have to be made. <laughs> Jerry, terrible decision-making, terrible at leading, terrible under stress, can't do anything without Beth. Absolutely. Also important to point out that Todd is one of the first openly asexual characters on television, which means that Todd is 100% focused on the love, man. You know what I'm saying? Versus Jerry, who is in a codependent relationship that I don't even know if you could call a marriage versus a slow soul suicide pact. Maybe. Um, <laughs> he also, You're like, so he's so into, his marriage is so terrible, I don't know if he could go through the nuptials of another couple without crying constantly about the shambles of his own life. I remember the only uh, the only wedding that happened in Rick and Morty that I know of, uh, Jerry spent most of that under a table or on another planet, if I remember that correctly. Yeah, bird person's wedding. Yeah, exactly. The point is here that Todd is a musical, caring, sweet person mm. who just wants to make the people around him happy, which is why he would always be the better wedding planner. Oh, he's creative. He's fun. He's impulsive. One time he bought a bunch of strainers, and then later he saved fucking that underworld city with it. Like, his plans <laughs> come together. The universe smiles upon Todd. Todd's a lucky fella, but also he's a hardworking guy. That's why we love him. And I've now I want to get married just so I could hire him. Fuck, man. Would you? <laughs> I would. Ten seconds. Yeah. Oh. We're going to talk about our friendship now? Yeah, <laughs> our friendship's lit, yeah. y'all. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's only going to take ten yeah, seconds. Yeah, just take ten seconds for that. Exactly. <laughs> One-sixth of a minute. Ding, ding. All right. One-sixth well, of a minute. You guys heard from... <laughs> Rude. 
<laughs> Team McInerty, you guys heard from the hippie brigade over yeah. there. Uh, you guys are going to let us know <laughs> why right. uh, Jerry from Rick and Morty would be a better wedding planner. And you're going to let us know in three, two, and one. Did you draw a flowchart? Uh, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> Let's say I did. Oh, I did draw a flowchart. You know what? Jerry is a people pleaser. He wants to make everything good, even though he might be a bumbler. He has his heart in the right place, and he wants to make the people in his life feel good and be happy. He's a good listener, Mm -hmm. and that's what you need when you want a marriage planner. You want people that listen to what you want Mm -hmm. and your needs, and Mm -hmm. they're not afraid to execute that, Mm -hmm. right? Also, he's been in a wedding. Yeah. So that's a big step up. At least two. At least least two. two. He's gotten (laughs) married. He understands the logistics involved in getting married. Also, his name rhymes with the word Mary. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Are we forgetting that? Yeah. We are not. No. And Todd rhymes with Claude and Glaude. Yeah. Yeah. And and then also, and I think the penultimate thing, since... Stephen's also going to say something. And I'll say ultimate things. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. He has access to other dimensional creatures. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if you want your wedding to stand out, you Mm. need to have access to other dimensional creatures. I'm just going to say the same thing twice. No, I think that's an amazing point because... Thank you so much. No, you're welcome. Thanks. No problem, best friend. It sounds like Todd is going to make a wonderful, regular-ass wedding. And Jerry has been to an intergalactic wedding. Yes. Jerry has... um, Intergalactic. Yeah, intergalactic family. Other sons. Yeah, other sons. Uh, Here's the thing. Jerry is a simple man who can keep it simple if he needs to. Uh, You guys talk about Jerry fucking up. Y'all done goofed, because if you follow the show, Jerry fucks up so often that usually people come in and fix everything for him. So uh, I I believe Jerry could fuck things up so badly with this wedding that that Rick would show up and fix it. Wow. Yes. Success (laughs) by failure. He falls in through the ceiling. That's the best point you guys have made all game. (laughs) Yes. Because I felt like our friendship one was pretty good. (laughs) That was... I really appreciated that point at the end there. He fucks up so much that someone will eventually make it good. I think that's great. All right. uh, I made made uh, some points, too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And they were penalties. All right. The glue factor. You guys heard what they had to say over here on Team Mick and Rorty. You're going to let us know your rebuttal in three, two, and one. Well, I think my antepenultimate point will, <laughs> will be word, that bitches. what's up before <laughs> before the end. It is. Yeah. Uh, it's my favorite word. It is. Uh, now I'm learning Rick word. does not often <laughs> fix things for the best, so I don't know if you want him crashing your wedding. Um, also, Todd rhymes with odd, and weddings, if anything, should be a celebration of the idiosyncrasies of each individual couple, and I think he would really bring that. <laughs> Wow, that is that is amazing. <laughs> Natasha, you brought up an excellent point about how Jerry is a people pleaser. That's bullshit. He is not. Jerry is not a people pleaser at all. He's never pleased a person. <laughs> he doesn't make anybody happy, but not he even wants, himself. He wants to. Jerry listens to nobody's wants and needs. If he did, then he would still be married to Beth. Uh, and more importantly, Jerry, you guys said that he would use like these intergalactic resources. He wouldn't. He's a huge pussy. Whenever whenever Rick goes into these intergalactic spaces, he 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 drops off a Jerry at the Jerry daycare because Jerry can't handle the intergalactic travel. Ten seconds. I got really angry about that yeah, last point. Did, yeah. Sorry. Also, there's if you're a people pleaser, that doesn't help in a wedding because there's too many people with various needs and wants to please. You got mother-in-law, bride, groom, different families. You gotta make choices. Yes. 
I'm sorry. I'm just looking at Steven. He's writing so much right now. Okay. Uh, great job, you guys, on your rebuttal. Looking at you okay. guys, Team Mick and Rorty. You have 90 seconds. Go out on your sword, you guys. We're going to do this. Oh, 60 seconds. Sorry. We're going to do this in three. Oh, we just got cut? No, no. We, uh, we're, I think, did I increase the time or decrease it? Ah, son of a bitch. Well, we're going to give you guys 60 seconds regardless. We're going to do this in three, two, and one. Well, you said Todd was random and impulsive, and that sounds more like a tweaker than anything else. So I don't yeah. know if I would want a tweaker running my wedding. Yeah, who wants something random for a wedding plan? Yeah. That yeah. doesn't sound good. Unless it's an intergalactic creature. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Todd... Sorry. Uh, Jerry might fuck up the wedding, and as I've said this before, he might fuck it up so badly that Rick has to step in. Rick stepping in wouldn't be the worst thing because Rick can write a hit song on a whim. Exactly. You want band or what's better, band, DJ, or mad scientist who can make a hit song on a whim? That sounds pretty amazing. Also, Todd is. You said he's asexual. What do asexual people know about love? And what it? Whoa! <laughs> Damn! Whoa! <laughs> I support. Bang I, bang! I, I, I support you. Thank you. But guys, I don't. <laughs> what What do married people know about love? Ooh. What do odd people know about love? I didn't understand that odd comment about like idiosyncrasies and you just threw a lot of big words to make me feel bad. <laughs> I don't really appreciate that. Yeah, anti-penultimate. What is, yeah. is that even a that thing? That is the real word. No, I believe you take an anti-penultimate when your allergies are. Yeah, that, yeah, that's true. It won't make you drowsy. This fucking guy. <laughs> I gotta book this guy. Those are good puns. <laughs> that's Stephen Koo, the writer of Fast yeah. Bang, the Fast Bang too. Dracula Drift. That's the Koo Factory. <laughs> <laughs> I like that word anti-penultimate. Can I use it in my screenplay? We Fast don't Bangs too. <laughs> I didn't. Pen. Just look it up in the dictionary. I don't think I'm allowed to copyright it. <laughs> it's. You can't use it. It's her word. Um, <laughs> I take offense to that. <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh, audience over there, you guys have heard what they had to say. Uh, that is the third and final. <laughs> they're going to say that word. We have the two points. Do you have a lot? They know that we don't need to win oh, this. Done? We have other things. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> she has like a family and stuff. <laughs> Did you have another point? Yeah, I, I had plenty of points. I could Damn. do this all fucking thing. You can't rebut guys. or rebuts, all right? Yeah. All right, sure. You can't double well, butt. You can't re-rebuts. Yeah. yeah. What? Uh, audience, we got uh, the third and final round back. is over and, and done with. You guys are going to let us know uh, who Thanks. you felt. Did you guys want to give this to uh, Team Mick and Rorty? Bullshit. Wow, that's the most I've ever gotten. No pity clapping. No way. You know who won that one. Don't get cocky, Glue Factory, all right? <laughs> this is the only chance we have. Or are we giving this to the Glue Factory? Are you kidding me? We had such good arguments. Sorry, guys, I'm looking at some... that doesn't yeah. understand love make a wedding? That was a solid argument. <laughs> no, he, he understands love. He's not a lovable. He's asexual. He was in love a lot. You guys... It's he, in fact, knows true romantic Sorry. love, which is when you strip out all the sex bullshit. It's okay, baby. We'll make our own podcast. Nothing but asexuals. <laughs> asexuals, blackjack, and hookers. That's our plan. <laughs> is this hubris or glubris? It's like when you try to decide if you love someone you always got to masturbate first to make sure that that's not getting mixed up in your feelings that's really a what's getting mixed is that up you have to know how you feel about a person after you ejaculate yeah they, they do that because after you've come people are worse what does it have to do with masturbating when you're with somebody <laughs> that's a good no, point like, when you're trying to decide if you really like somebody you, you should first masturbate 
come get it over with and then you're not like you don't have cum brain like messing up exactly. your things about them right right so it's like that old aphori- aphorism yeah. where if you love somebody right you set your yeah. load free yes and then if it comes it'll come back to you if it comes back if you ejaculate in a rainbow arc yeah. back yeah. onto yourself that's asexual right the there. person you're thinking about is yeah. true love yeah and then if you get a double rainbow then it's meant to be oh yeah. my god if you should marry immediately yeah. 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 Like dirty sanchez yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rick and <laughs> dirty right. sanchez that brings uh, it back yes. so uh just di- dialing back to the competition here i think we were having one before we t- turned into master but talk sorry no no Totally, that's it's fine. That's our podcast. next episode. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I have opinions. <laughs> so, uh, Bojack Horseman, the Glue Factory, you guys, um, you do take it. It's not a clean sweep, yeah. but uh, but you guys did take it. How did you guys dirty feel? stables? Uh, I feel like we were robbed. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> you guys are sore winners. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just like it's Red Dead. Yeah, this exact is, same thing. It's like me getting teabagged in any game of Overwatch or something like that. Like I get <laughs> shot and then just the, whatever. Gamers will get that. Uh, you guys, uh, we how do you accept feel? the win. We you, accept it graciously. <laughs> I wouldn't say graciously. <laughs> that doesn't seem like eye contact. I think oh. that was more anti-penultimately. Oh, hey. <laughs> no, that's right. uh, team Team McEnroy, how do we feel? I think we anti-penultimately nailed yes. it. <laughs> feel like I didn't know what I was doing at first, and then mm-hmm. once I got into the spirit of things, I started winning, which yeah. seems like part for the course for me. Now I, I kind of want to watch BoJack Horseman, yeah. but I won't out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's go ahead and, and uh, get into some some plugs here since you guys have uh, obviously got stuff to promote here so uh, Annette what do you want to promote Uh, November 16th will be the next edition of Shame Cave at the Mission Hill Saloon also the Thursday after Halloween I want to say November 2nd that makes sense Uh, I'm going to be at Bear Bottle Brewery Coffee nope beer beer doing comedy that's a long club name. <laughs> it's uh, weird. All beer, the commas after beer, no. Nope. Got it. Nope. Beer. Something. Wait. Hold on a second. Parentheses. Uh, <laughs> Alex. November 2nd, I will be doing Tourette's Without Regrets uh, with the amazing Wander Dave. Uh, and um, I will be on November 4th. I'll be doing the Muni Diaries over at the Elbow Room. Very excited about mm. that. Uh, and that then November six, cool. I will be my first time at the Punchline. Very excited! Yay. Yay. Which is, is today? Oh no, it's not a weekend. God oh, no, okay. no, I just got picked <laughs> randomly. Oh, that's great! I'm not funny like you. Uh, uh-huh. I'm, I'm just trying to be. But yeah, November six will be at the Punchline. Very excited. Excellent. Nice, uh, Natasha. What do you want to plug? I have a monthly movie riffing show at the Alamo Draft House called Riffers Delight, and I also have a weekly stand-up comedy show at Murphy's Pub called Nightlife on Mars, and a monthly stand-up comedy show called The Verity Wild Things Are. At, um, at the Verity Club and you can find all of that and more by going to Google and putting in Natasha Muse. Ooh, good SEO. Thanks so much. <laughs> and I'm not the lady from New Orleans who is a part of their city council. I am a different Natasha Muse. So. Oh. Yeah. Stephen. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Super Coup, the last name spelled K-U. Uh, that's very important because the Twitter is where I'll be releasing my draft for Fast Fanks 2 Dracula Drift, an original screenplay, an anti penultimate screenplay. <laughs> Is this a real thing? Yeah, it's a real thing. Oh, nice. Uh, the fir- Fast Fangs 1 was like 70 pages. If I can get it to 90, I can start submitting it to screenplay competitions and force people to read what I attempted was the worst screenplay ever. So, <laughs> we'll be doing a, a live reading of Fast Fangs at some point here. <laughs> I forgot about social media. Can I plug yeah, sure. my Insta? 
ho h o underscore grammar, uh, as in the distaff counterpart to the bro grammar. Uh, I post a lot of pictures at cats. <laughs> that is not what I would have guessed would be posted on that Instagram. Alex, social media. I have a website called here's why that's funny dot com. Ooh. Yeah. I have a website too. Laughatanet.com. Thank Natasha. you. It's new. Stephen, are you following only 69 people for a reason? <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, Super. Pass. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm on social media. Is that what we're doing? Yep. Uh, Natasha Muse on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, whatever. Perfect. Uh, I'm Mark Abrigo. You can find me at Mark Abrigo on Facebook and uh, Instagram. I am not on Instagram. Sorry, on Twitter. I'm not on Instagram. That is Mark Abrigan, who will always get a shout out on this show. Um, I, I hope he's, he's getting a ton of followers, all three of them. Um, let's see. Uh, you can check me out on onthisveryscreen.com. It's a podcast dedicated to the entire filmography of WWE Studios. So if you love uh, wrestling, bad movies, and bad movies starring wrestlers, that's where you're going to go. Uh, again, Nerd Rage Great Debates, Nerd Rage TGD on social media. Uh, check us out on, on Facebook and Fireside for all of our previous episodes. I want to thank all our wonderful comics, our uh, studio audience here, Will, our producer. And uh, everybody, have a great day. Woo!